listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea, and with me today is my kitsy co-host. <laughs> oh, you're leaving that. You're leaving that. You are my kitsy co-host. I am your kitsy co-host. Casey's my dog co-host. Yes. And you're my kitsy co-host, so that makes sense. I like I like that that implies I'm not a person, but I'm some other thing. <laughs> you're a kitsy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kitsy. There's only one of me, and it's me. Well, ever since the... Uh... The incident. I'm very excited today. I know. Me too. I've been very excited for a minute because... Oh, wait. Let's tell folks. We don't have a guest today. It's just you and me, which is fine. I'm the guest. I just introduced you as my kitsy co-host. Are you my guest or are you my co-host? Can I be both? <laughs> Definitionally, no. Fine. Have it your way. We have no guest. We have no guest, but we do have a very exciting record for y'all today. It comes out today. Literally so today. You should get it. It is the new record by one of my favorite songwriters ever, uh, Dave Hawes, mm-hmm. and the record is Drive It Like It's Stolen, and we are going to go just uh, track by track and tell you what we think of it. I also want to say um, this episode is going up a little later than usual, and we're also recording it a little later than usual, and the only reason I'm saying that is we did have this planned before we knew that Dave was a guest on um, our friend Andrago's podcast. Um, yes. So listen to us and then um, head on over to 25 O'Clock Pod, who we love, Yes. and uh, listen to Dave's interview. I haven't. I have not listened to the episode there. yet, but I but I know I know Dan and how good of an interviewer he oh, is. So fantastic. I know the episode's going to kick ass. Yeah, of course. I don't even is. have to listen to it. To know, I'm going to. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to listen to it, but I don't have to to know it's going to kick ass. Yeah. I just love the parallel thinking there that we were both like, well, I mean, the album comes out today, so obviously this is week four. T- today is the day. And for also, Dave we're two Philly podcasts. We're not. We're not a Philly podcast in the way 25 o'clock is. We're two Philly-based podcasts. We we are based in Philly, but that's purely by accident. (laughs) Yeah, if it were up to me, we'd we'd be yet another New Jersey podcast of mine. Yes. Now, I do feel like um, I want to say a couple things up front before we start with this record. Um, The first thing I want to say is I feel like I am legally obligated to disclose that I have a loved one's tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you're... Um... So I am a little bit of a Dave Hawes super fan, and I I admit that, and I just want you to know that everything I say should be like taken through that lens because um, I'm not going to apologize for it. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is that, that occasionally I've seen us get criticism for not being critical enough of of music and not um you know not saying negative things about music and i do want to point out that we've never claimed to be music critics we've never claimed to be yeah, a music review we are our, our our mission statement is literally celebrating independent music so we're just here to talk about the stuff that we're jazzed about and so um if we don't like something we're just not going to talk about it yeah so you can assume any every record we don't talk about <laughs> we, we hate, hate. That's the assumption you can make from that. Yes. It's not that we're particularly positive people. We're actually really, really picky. Yes. We're extremely picky. And every record that we don't feature prominently, we absolutely hated. We have listened to it. And we hate, and we hate it. it. Hey, should we start listening to the Dave Hawes record? Yeah, let's listen. What's first? So the first track uh, is titled Cheap Seats, New Year's Day 2042. So... Little, little look into the future here. Let's see what uh, let's see what Dave thinks the future has in store for us.
New Year's Day 2024, the first track off of the new album, Drive It Like It's Stolen by Dave Hawes. Andrea, tell us what you think. <laughs> um, I I love this song. I like it a lot. It's um it's it does a really smart thing. I think you're gonna get into all of the like whatever, so I'm just gonna give you my initial thoughts when I heard it the first time we've listened to this album a bunch. But um I think a lot of people got this early. I think a cool thing they did was because it was the vinyl like, early, yeah. Well, they sent um uh, the press copies at pretty much the same time it seems that like when the vinyl came in i think press copies and if you pre-ordered the vinyl i think you also got it it seemed yeah um which is really cool i like that they're like why wait they're rewarding the people it. who spent the money on the thing which is pretty cool <laughs> i think that's pretty specifically cool specifically on the vinyl like that's on the on the physical thing that's yeah. cool um i like that a lot yeah i think that's a really cool idea i like that model I this I like this song a lot because it starts out a little moodier I think than most not in content Dave's songs are pretty moody I would say in content oh, yeah but in sound it's like it's a, like kind of like kind of gloomy yeah but then it like breaks out into the those like that like big bright 
Dave sound that I like yeah. so much. It's so cool. That's why I wanted to, you know, when we were trying to figure out what track to do, what tracks to do for this podcast, and we settled on, let's just do the whole thing because it ended up being like eight of the 10. And we're like, well, let's we'll just do the 10. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, when I think Dave Hawes, what do I think? Philly. I, I think. Uh, sorry. I thought it was a quiz. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I think Dave Hawes, what do I think? Like instrumentally, I think guitars, I think drums, I think bass, I think piano, you know, I think vocals. I don't typically think like electronic-y mm-hmm. type stuff. And there's not a ton of it in here, but there's enough that it made me notice. I was like, that's not normally something Dave does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and this song kind of, you know, shies away from your typical, you know, four on the floor, rock and roll guitars, you know, sound that Dave is known for at first. Um in fact, like looking at the waveform now, just to get super nerdy, you can even see like how much louder yeah. the song gets at the end. Um, you know, it really it really kicks in, um, and that's that's kind of cool. But then, you know, as as Dave is want to do by the end of the song, it does kick into what you would kind of think of as the Dave sound. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know, with a little bit of a nod to uh, to Tom Petty's uh, American <laughs> Girl in there. It's I don't know that it's a little bit of a nod because. Li- listeners know i am not a musician all i can go on is what's in my heart and what's in my heart is that uh which is missing from this song but it's so (laughs) you could drop it in there no one would notice it's perfect i and i do want to point out to our listeners that every time we've listened to this record andrea has just done that (laughs) you have to i think the first time i didn't even know it just like it just came out it just came out of your heart what is actually going on there for those who don't like is it just that it's (laughs) I mean, is it just the same I don't, thing? I don't want to put Dave on blast, <laughs> but it's the same, like it's the same, um, you know, octave guitar chord without the the fifth or the third in there. It's the same, I think, key. I think it's the same tempo. Like it's it's just it's that part from American Girl. Yeah, it's, I don't uh, again. Cool. I don't want to put Dave on blast, but it really is just. American I'm sure Girl. if it's that close. I mean, it's. I, I love. It's, the, it's definitely the same strumming pattern. Like it's. it's oh, then that's what it is. So. <laughs> So we're going to check out the next track uh, on the record, which is called Pedal Down. Set. 
can grieve it later keep the pedal down we can grieve it later keep the pedal down they say you'd make such good parents it sounds like old-fashioned fun fall in love by the iphone light one each a daughter and a son we lead our lambs to slaughter it's profit bootstraps and guns every god needs a sacrifice honey what have we done what the fuck have we done is anyone out there's this thing on the temple is sacked and the healers are gone you'll turn into a pillar of salt if you dare turn around is anyone out there's this thing on the temple is sacked and the healers are gone you'll turn into a pillar of salt if you dare turn around don't you dare turn around love this one mm-hmm. the, uh, much like cheap seats uh pedal down is a bit moody mm-hmm. uh but does eventually kind of kick into that that dave sound that we know and love it <laughs> yeah it's um less dramatic in the shift i think mm-hmm. from the first one and i kind of like that it's easing us into yeah especially if you think about the song that comes after this one it's we're kind of like ramping up definitely but uh, which is it actually it's kind of funny because the way it ramps up is I always I have this theory that the third track on every record is always like on every Dave on every record. OK. On, on most records, the third track is like the standout track to, to me, it seems like track three is usually the best one. Hmm. Um, it's not always true, but it's true enough. Um, look through your records and tell me I'm wrong. That's what I'm That's doing, what doing right now. Right now on our podcast. I mean, like, um, I believe you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this song. Again, um, you know, instrumentation that you don't normally think of when you think of Dave Hawes. I mean, this has a synth bass going throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. That's not something to my knowledge that we've heard on a Dave record before, but I'm here for it. I love it. It's, it's really it fits the vibe of this song perfectly um i really love the 80s sounding drums yeah that is that is what that is huh yeah oh fun it's it's very like it kind of reminds me of like um i not i don't want to draw another tom petty comparison here but i'm going to you know what i do um i do want to draw another tom petty comparison here but it kind of reminds me of um you know, a little bit of the vibe of Don't Come Around Here No More, like the way the drums are oh, in that song, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, so that, that, that 80s Tom Petty vibe. Um, and then, of course, there's the callback to a lyric from the first Loved Ones record, mm-hmm. the the first full length, um, Keep Your Heart, which is what I have a tattoo of, um, for the track Hurry Up and Wait, and that is the, um, is anyone out there, is this thing on? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, you know, Dave does a lot of these callbacks, like this is definitely not yeah. the first time he's done this. 
Um, and I, I kind of love a, a songwriter that's not afraid to be self-referential. Yeah, totally. Little, like, Easter eggs for your longtime listeners. Exactly. Um, I think, like, Craig Finn of The Hold Study does that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's cool because, like, as, as a longtime listener, it's like, oh, yeah, he's referencing that thing that I know. Yeah. It's like a little inside joke between just me and Dave and everyone else who listens to Dave. Yeah. Fall Boy does it all the time, too. I bet they do. Should we, should we just keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Okay, what's We've... next, Andrea? Um, oh, uh, next is, um, I think this was the second single off of the album. Um, this is Damn Personal. This is a Dave ass. This is a Dave ass Dave song. I believe it's Dave Oz. (laughs) Oh my God, get out. Don't make it personal, Andrea. (laughs) Oh, boo. Boo. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is like if if someone asked me, what does Dave Oz sound like? This is probably one of the songs I would pick to be like, this is what Dave Oz sounds like. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but there's still, again, there's a few elements in this that we have not really seen before in in a, a Dave Haas song. Like there's that little synthy kind of underlaying part of the guitars in the um, in the first verse, mm-hmm. which is again not something I think I've noticed before on on uh, in Dave's music. So it's it's really cool to hear. You know, I I love hearing an artist that their sound can evolve and change, but they're still very true to who and what they are. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. Like, you know, there's little elements that are being added that have never been used before, but all of these songs are still at their heart. Dave songs unquestionably. Yeah. And none of it sounds like Dave being like, ah, but you weren't expecting this, huh? Just like, no, it's all very natural. Like it's, it's like, it was, it, it, it doesn't feel like it was shoehorned in like to the sense of like, I want to include X in my music. How can we fit it in there? It feels more like, you know what this song needs is a synth bass. Mm-hmm. And it feels very natural and very like he's just open to going where the song takes him. Yeah. This one also, um, I think I've only listened to this album in the car so far. So this is my first time listening to it in headphones, which is a whole different experience. Right. Which, you know, obviously, and, and I probably shouldn't have saved it for the podcast, but um but it got me something about it this time through got me a little choked up. I mean, not something about it. The song is very directly about um, like honoring a, a friend, a lost friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really I don't know. It's uh, the the line in this one that jumps out to me so much is he says, um, yeah, that that lyric. I hope you're drunk. I hope you're high. I hope you're every little thing that I can't be tonight. Um, it's so funny because normally when what's typical when you hear somebody talk about a friend that they've lost um like that or under like more like tragic quote unquote or whatever circumstances Mm -hmm. usually it's like i hope you have found peace or it's like i hope the demons you wrestled with while you were living have left you something like that but dave's like no i hope you can lean in to the stuff you're having a fucking party (laughs) yeah that i can't do now that like that that I had to put to bed, you know what I mean, before yeah. to to stay here and like, and obviously it's it's a tragedy that my friend is gone. But if they're gone, I want them to be able to like to party. Yeah, I think that rules. It does, and it's it's, it's just sweet. A, it's it's very sweet. Yeah, but it's a atypical. I think I think people might feel that way inside, but feel like they they don't normally say it. They need to say something that's a little more like. A profound yeah, or, or, or meaningful, but, but like, like, no. Dave's like, no, I, I hope you're having a kick-ass time. <laughs> yeah, I love it so, so, so much. Well, on that note, let's get a little low. <laughs> Inside my head 
So fucking Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Those fucking bells? Are they just bells? What is that at the beginning? I, it sounds to me like it's a piano and a glockenspiel playing the same melody. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's really what it is, but that's what it sounds like. It's just Brucey as hell. It's just, it's <laughs> it's almost like Dave wrote a song and then just dipped it in Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Everyone should try doing that. I hear Bruce loves it. Bruce loves a good dip what that means he does though (laughs) a lot of people don't know that but grew up in jersey you hear it all the time guy loves a good dip what does it even mean (laughs) it's a secret you wouldn't understand i'm not from jersey i wouldn't know i guess i guess i wouldn't know uh so that's low that's low fourth track on the new dave hawes record drive it like it's stolen and uh yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's just, it's a great, I, I, I kind of like it because it, I think it fakes you out at the beginning because it kind of feels like it's going to start off like as like an up-tempo song mm-hmm. and then it comes in and it's kind of a slower tempo mm-hmm. than it feels like it's supposed to be, but it's, I mean, it's the right tempo for the song, obviously, but um, it, it, it's just, it's I like that little fake out in the beginning where like, oh, this is going to be a ripper. Oh no, it's a ballad. Okay. Yeah, and it well, and it's cool when you think about the content of it because it, it is that thing where it's like when you meet somebody, you kind of are putting your best face, your best face forward. Is that the saying? That's definitely the saying. And it's like, you know, everything you want to start out being the best, the quote unquote best version of yourself, but eventually they have to see when you know, like Dave says, like like you when you're low, and so to kind of come in a little brighter and a little, and then be like, ah, hold on though. What about this way? What do we think of this? I just, um, <laughs> I, I, I can't help but think of, is this, is this Dave's version of if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best yeah, kind of, I kind of think so. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep, let's keep rolling right through them. Does this change size? <laughs> All one word. little chainsaw the apple of his helicopter mama's eyes cracker white like his daddy's lies he always told little chainsaw they taught him cut through anything that's in his path scrub the blood off in the master bath when the world goes cold and anytime he skins his knee he thinks the whole world should hear him scream 
He can't tell the forest from the trees through chainsaw eyes. American boy, chainsaw eyes, little chainsaw. They always taught him that boys don't cry. He'd wipe the tears away and make them sharp as knives to cut it all down. Cut first so you don't get hurt. It'll heal more, rub it in the dirt Anytime he's getting his knee He thinks the whole world should hear him scream He can't tell the forest from the trees The chainsaw eyes And this whole world is skin, it's knee All we know is how to kick and scream We can't tell the forest from the trees The chainsaw eyes Slash and burn Cut it down the side It's crash and burn Order extra fries American boys Chainsaw eyes Chainsaw eyes I mean, come on. You can't put strings like that in a song and not... I should probably talk into the microphone. That would be great. You can't... I would love that. <laughs> you can't put strings like that on a song and not um, anticipate some Eleanor Rigby uh, references, right? I I would hope not. I, I hope that's not a surprise to, to Dave. Mm-hmm. This sounds a little bit like Eleanor Rigby in the beginning, but uh, but it's cool. Um, Super cool. It's, it's super cool. Again, this is like not... A, a tonal direction that we're used to hearing. I mean, there's a little bit of electronic-y noise again in the beginning, which is kind of cool. And then the cello, like this is not typical Dave instrumentation, but again, the song itself from a, like a lyric standpoint, from a melody, from a corporation standpoint is, is, you know, classic Dave. And I think, again, I think it's really cool to see him branching out a little bit and exper- experimenting with other sonic palettes while still keeping true to what makes him him. Yeah, lyrically, this is such a Dave song to me. He does this thing, and I don't know why he gets away with it, but he does for me. And I'm so picky about lyrics, but for some reason, <laughs> Dave can toss in a line like, order extra fries, and I'm fine with it. Like, that is literally just, this will rhyme? It's that's uh, what I was thinking about the first time I heard this, because we've t- I've talked about it with um, John Alsamweiss, and um, we talked about it with uh, Lauren from Warriors, that... I, I'm I'm really cognizant of a lyricist who can make rhymes feel really natural and not feel like they're going down the rhyming dictionary. Yes. <laughs> and Dave isn't and it's again, I that's a really, really, really difficult thing to do. So I think you can be a really talented songwriter and also not necessarily have a natural gift for rhyme. I'm not saying that Dave doesn't, but that that's a line that feels to me a little bit like Guys, buys, dies, guys, highs, fries, 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 order extra. What if I just say order extra fries here? And he does. And Dave does it and I love it and it's fine. Yeah. But if I, if someone else did it, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But for I don't know what it is about him. He, he gets away with it. I love it. It's because he is. It's because he's Dave. Well, and it's because he is a good lyricist. And I do. I love his songs. And I, you know what I mean? So like it, even though it doesn't feel the most natural line there, it doesn't feel like 
it, it also doesn't feel out of place. It's weird. It's a weird line he's managing to walk there. Uh, hey, why don't we take a quick break for some announcements? And when we come back, we'll check out the second half. When did I become the host of this podcast? What happened? Uh, I've fallen back into my know. old my my old job. Yeah. What the heck? I'm used to being the co-host. Why don't we take... <laughs> this is weird. I mean, you can throw it a break. I'm, you know what? Fuck it. This is a retro episode. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? Here's some announcements. When we come back, we'll check out the back half of the new Dave Haas record, uh, Drive It Like It's Stolen, out today. Go buy it at your local record store. You're still listening to Left the Dial. I'm still your host, Andrea. Kitsy is still my co-host. I got it right that time. I'm still your Kitsy co-host. And we're still talking about Drive It Like It's Stolen, the new album from Dave Hawes. It's so good, y'all. And it's out today. Um, Go buy it at your local record store. He such a thoughtful sequencer because this song is held up against the song before this where I was talking about the things with the like 
the the lyrics being having something a little whatever this song is lyrically perfect there is not a, a, no, a, a word that feels out of place this chorus is like maybe one of my favorite choruses not even just of dave but of like anybody it's it's so perfect it's it's a very well written song and you know from a production standpoint too like it's just the the intro that piano line is very bruce mm-hmm. the you know instrumentation is all perfectly placed it's just very sonically pleasing um and again this is this is the other single mm-hmm. right this is the the first one yep right and i think you know this one and damn personal again two very quintessential dave songs again if someone was going to say what does dave haas sound like this would be a song you play them maybe like i get it yep absolutely i love this song so 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 much it's like wait hang on let me try that again if someone was going to ask like what does dave haas sound like you could play them in a song and they'd be like i get it it kind of sounds like bruce springsteen made out with tom petty <laughs> i'll let you decide which one of those was better i'm glad you needed to take a second run at that now hold on hear me out and if you go to my Tumblr, you can read my fan fiction all about it. I was hoping you'd have a reaction to that. That is blinking furiously is my reaction to that. I was hoping you'd have an audible <laughs> podcast reaction in our audio medium. Can y'all hear that? These are good mics, but are they that good, Kitsy? No mic is that good. Is that true? I'll bet there's a microphone that could pick up the sound of me blinking. Probably, but I don't own it. Hmm. Where were we? You're just thinking about Bruce and Tom kissing, aren't you? <laughs> Okay, do you want to know what I'm actually thinking about? I would love to know. Can you can you use it an audio medium to express it? Yeah. Um what I'm actually thinking about is you said that and one of my favorite things about Bruce um I'm aside from his music is that he and um his uh late saxophonist Clarence Clemens who were absolute like out loud admitted soulmates mm-hmm. um would kiss full on the mouth on stage often and now like quote-unquote stage gay is kind of a thing that we roll our eyes at Mm -hmm. um because it is often used as a way to like um (laughs) like entertain like they're doing it for the shock value not not for anything else right but with bruce and and clarence like they loved each other so much too i think um as as far as like we know admittedly straight men who were doing it more of like a just to kind of fly in the face of what we now call like toxic masculinity, which we didn't really have that phrase for when they started doing this back in like the seventies. Um, and I was uh, lost in thinking about their pure love for each other and how people who aren't like serious Bruce Springsteen fans and don't really think about his, his music and lyrics as anything other than like being like really pro, um, you know, don't like, I think most people know at this point, for example, Born in the USA is um, not a flat waving <laughs> yeah, song. But for a long time, people didn't realize it, obviously. And there are a lot of people still who don't. And so I, I often think about Bruce and Clarence being so open and comfortable with their love for each other um, in the face of things like that. And so when you talked about Bruce and Tom Petty making out, uh, that was where my brain was. That's all. I was well, just thinking about the two of them and how much I, I love there. I cried when I saw Clarence's saxophone at um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I didn't actually know any of that, and I think that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for sharing. I'm surprisingly not as, as big of a Bruce fan as as you might assume. Like I, I often say that I think Elvis Costello was my Bruce Springsteen because mm-hmm. um, I just always had to be a little different. Yeah. Mm. But, um, you know, I can definitely still appreciate a good Bruce, a good bruising. <laughs> 
Love a good Bruce. You love a good Bruce as much as Bruce loves a good dip. Excuse me. I love a good Brucing as much as Bruce loves a good dip. Why don't we check out the title track from the record, shall we? Yeah, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> it's called Drive It Like It's Stolen. Okay, sorry. I just need everyone to know that um, as Dave sang that last, that those lines, <laughs> little hit of dopamine, doom scroll down the screen, Andrea picked up her phone and just started scrolling on it because uh, that's who we are as people, is that we can't just listen to a song and not have something else. It's it's a very ADHD thing. It is. I think we can, I think we can, we can admit that. But I just, I just want to point out that that's literally what was happening as Dave was singing those lines. I think you all need to know that. I need you to know that. I also, there's no thought. It was just... It I, was automatic. I was just going to be it alone was, with just one... One, one stimuli. One, yeah, one <laughs> mode of input, and I need three to four at all times. Exactly. So I just need you all to know that. Water. stolen the title track off of the album of the same name because that's how title tracks work dave haas new record out today pick it up at your local record store give them your money 
It's a pretty good one. Because if you don't give them their money, they won't keep making them, and then I won't get to keep listening to them, and then I'll be sad. I think I think it's weird that for the title track, to me, this is the one that stands out the least, I think. Yeah, I wonder if it's... This might be one of those songs that grows on me after a while. I might not have had enough time to really absorb it yet. Okay, lashing out. Sure. Craftsman houses, cul-de-sacs, nativities on the lawn. Paper planes and soccer games and stay-at-home moms. Neighborhood watches over safe school zones. Born on third with a ticket punched for home. Do you feel like, do you feel like lashing now? Black paint on the yellow brick road, shrapnel in the undertow. Do you feel like lashing now? Fertilize the greener grass, throwing Amazon parade. Little cardboard kingdoms to keep the emptiness at bay. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky and fair trade fancy cars Stare right through the blue light and throw a filter on the scars Do you feel like, do you feel like lashing now? Black paint on the yellow brick road, shrapnel in the undertow Do you feel like lashing now? People build a wall with a picket fence. They stay late at the office and pick a vice for limp. Mother's little helper to medicate the stress. Picture perfect parapets in towns we'll just forget. Do you feel like, do you feel like lashing out? Black paint on the yellow brick road, shrapnel in the undertow. Do you feel like, do you feel like lashing out? Claw hammer coming at a nail, your heart on a cat and nine tails swinging round. Do you feel like lashing out? It would be water in the wine. To turn these lemons into lemonade I wanna be God for a day It would be water into wine To turn these lemons into lemonade I wanna be God for a day I wanna be God for a day So this is our first time listening to this record on headphones, uh, as we I think we said already. And um, I want to point out that, that a thing happened that we both kind of went, Ugh! and that was in the chorus, there's this whisper underneath a little demon. the main vocal. It kind of sounds like a demon telling us to lash out. Yeah. And it was very jarring. <laughs> it's really fucking cool. Like, we didn't notice it in the car at all. And on the headphones, it's very prominent. So if you're not listening to this on headphones, I recommend you at least once listen to it on headphones because there's there's a little something there for you uh <laughs> it was very surprising yeah. at first especially because as you heard in the last song um i spend we we also peek behind the curtain don't usually listen to the songs through as we're recording we edit them in after the fact but because it's just the two of us this is a new album that we're enjoying um and 
yeah, we're just listening through. Yeah. Um, so I'm not usually taking eight to ten uh, doom scroll breaks <laughs> while we record a podcast, but I was deep in a um, uh, little boxes wiki <laughs> while we were listening, and that was I truly was little boxes made of wiki tacky, ticky tacky. Oh, we. <laughs> It's like it's ticky tacky because you said wiki and it yeah. rhymes with ticky. With ticky, because um, he he references that song in this song. Yeah, because I mean this is like a obviously like an anti-consumerism uh, song, and uh, so is so is the um, so is little boxes. Who who originally did little boxes? Malvina Reynolds. But the thing about it is, so if you probably, I mean, the song is the song is sixty years old at this point. Um, which is crazy, but the the so it's yeah it's by Malvina Reynolds released it in sixty two. But if you know the song, the re, for the same reason I do, which is it was the opening theme song to the show Weeds for a few seasons. Oh, that's right. And one of the cool things about it is um, seasons two and three of that show they had different artists performing it. Um, and I didn't at the time. I like I remember it all being artists that I was really into and whatever. But like the rundown. Total side note, but. Elvis Costello did the first like cover um, and then Death Cab, Engelbert Humperdinck, um, the submarines, Regina Spector, Jenny Lewis, Randy Newman, Billy Bob Thornton, the shins. Uh, this is just a few of them. Um, the Decemberists, <laughs> Lincoln Park, Ben Fold, Steve Martin and Kevin Nealon, the Mountain Goats, Bomb the Music Industry did one. Uh, Amy Mann, like it's hello and welcome to ADHD, the podcast. (laughs) I want to do an episode that's just my like six favorite uh, little boxes covers. I think think maybe maybe that'll go over on Patreon. Yes, that's a good Patreon episode. I think I would I would for sure do that. That would be really fun to do because then I would make it your job to pick out the like major differences because it's a pretty simple song. Yeah. No, I love I love this idea. Let's do it. Let's do it as soon as we're recording this immediately. Yeah, it'll be. F- this might be if you're not signed up for our Patreon, the time to do it because I will be fully unhinged at that point. I will be so out of juice. This, I'm sorry. This is you hinged. I am hinged. Well, you know what happens to hinges if you don't clean, keep them clean. Beautiful segue. They get all squeaky. This is squeaky by Dave Haas. <laughs> Found a silver bracelet that I bought for my first wife Found it tossed into that box from when I lived another life I found a silver tooth that got punched out when I was drunk Back when every night was wild Before I lived here like a monk I found a silver bullet I had stashed here in my safe Behind 16 grand in cash And a box marked just in case Found your silver train between the cushions of the couch And my knees gave out It's coming and it's gonna be a long night When you find tarnish on the relics from my past lives I hope it doesn't pull the glimmer out of your eyes Take it easy on me I found a but never read that little print I had golden opportunities Leave pockets full of limp Every golden calf I worship Melted in the sun I praise the golden arches Pay my bills and load my guns I found golden slumbers In my old man's 45 Silly rabbit keeping rock and roll In Jesus Christ 
cries for life I found a golden goose here and I squeeze her neck for songs I never got a golden record I guess the melodies are wrong It's coming and it's gonna be a long night When you find tarnish on the relics from my past lives I hope it doesn't pull the glimmer out of your eyes Take it easy on me Take it easy on me Take it easy on me I found this golden state left it all behind watched our golden paradise wither in a drought and my knees gave out it's coming and it's gonna be a long night when you find tarnish on the relics from my past lives i hope it doesn't pull the glimmer out of your eyes take it easy What a beautiful song. It's, uh, I mean, again, classic Dave. Just a beautiful acoustic guitar song, a little piano in the background, little strings in the background. But it's just, you know, at its heart, this is just Dave and a guitar doing what Dave and a guitar do. Yeah, and it's also, um, lyrically, it's a fun little, like, writing exercise where he's, it's also, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a bottle episode where he's, like, looking through a box of old, like, um... Uh, old like souvenirs and reflecting and it's like oh remember that time oh oh wow where did we get this bowling trophy from remember when we joined the league and then it cuts back yeah it's a little bit of that which i really like it's very sweet it's the flashback episode yeah or i guess bottle episode like you said is what it's actually yeah. called well not necessarily bottle episode doesn't have to have flashbacks that's fair just the one that i just wrote about the stave song based on the stave song does does yeah yeah um, well, I'm very excited to get to the last song on this record, and I don't want anyone to think that that we're kind of blowing past um, Tarnish because it's it's not a good song, because it absolutely is. I just think that, you know, we've kind of said what needs to be said about it. I think the song kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, it's a simple, beautiful little song. Yeah. Um, but I am very excited to talk about this last song. Hell yeah. Um, before I do, is there anything we have to, to, to plug? No, because we, we plug in the... Um... Yeah, normally this is where we would plug... We would ask our guests to plug whatever they got coming up. But what we can say. Oh, what we can say is um, this record is out today. Definitely go get it. And if you're in uh, in or adjacent to Philadelphia next weekend, that is uh, May 5th and 6th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave and uh, a bunch of his friends are going to be performing at Sing Us Home Festival uh, in Maniunk. You can still get tickets over at singushomefestival.com. Uh, Dave, of course, will be playing his brother, Tim, who also put out a great record th- earlier this year, uh, and, and plays, uh, on this Dave record as well. Um, as well as, uh, longtime friends of the podcast, like the Tisburys and Catbite, uh, Drive-By Truckers are playing. Craig Finn is playing. Kruskies are playing, who, um, I'm a big fan of. We'll, we'll eventually have them on the podcast, Absolutely, I think. we will. Um, I saw them open for Dave Hawes many, many years ago, um, at, uh, Boot and Saddle, rest in peace. Um, oh. they, they ripped then, and I'm sure they still rip now. They do. They're a great band. I like them very much. I think we may have featured a single or two of theirs, um, since I've taken over. Taken over. 
You really kicked me out of my own podcast here, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Kathleen Edwards, Dave Hawes, Craig Finn, Tim Hawes, obviously, Circle of Sin, Drive-By Truckers, Dave Hawes and the Mermaid, Lydia Loveless, Cat Bite, Cross Keys, the Tisburys, and um, Ocean Avenue Stompers. So it is stacked as hell. It is it is stacked as hell, my dude, and we will be there. I will be there, at least. You will be there one of the two days, I, I think. Yeah, I'll be there one of the two days. I, I'm going to plug something that I have nothing to do with, um, but- uh, Is this thing paying us? <laughs> Sometimes it pays me. Is it paying us as in... Sometimes I get paid. Left of the um, Dial Incorporated. That same weekend, if you're not in the Philly area, if you're in New York, um, I'm not really... So Beautiful Anonymous, which is another podcast I work on sometimes, um, has their, like is doing a live convention, which is cool, and you should check it out, especially if you're a fan of that podcast. But even if you're not, May 5th and 6th, those nights, um, their their host, um, our friend Chris Gethard, put together two comedy... Whoa, 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 whoa. Our friend? Put together two comedy shows... Um, that are truly so stacked. And it's people like um, uh, Roy Wood Jr. is on it, Joe Firestone, people like that. But it's also a couple of my just like personally favorite comedians. Um, Franco Danger is uh, May 5th. And then May 6th is Christy Cello and Nick Fierro, who are truly like just three of the uh, like three of the funniest comedians out right now. And all three of them should be so much um funnier than they are <laughs> no they're they're truly so funny um and the reason they're not like world famous yet is just because the world hasn't heard them so um mm-hmm. if you're into comedy i would say even if you're not um interested in beautiful anonymous but you're looking for something to do in the new york area on the fifth or sixth uh grab tickets for those shows in particular uh it's beautiful i think i'll link to it in the show notes can I have nothing to do with it. I just want more people to. You're going to be there. Is the thing you're going to be there? Oh, on, I didn't. On oh, yeah. Day. I will also be there for that show. But, um, but really, I just want people to hear Christy and Nick and Franco because they're the best. We've got one more track, the closing track, on the record, and that is the Vulture. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> it got a little. I know you were trying to sound. I know it was. You were doing like a scary vulture thing, and also at the same time, it was also a little morning zoo crew. Like it, yeah, you're listening and I don't to like... AQ and the Vulture. <laughs> I don't want to be the Vulture. <laughs> I don't want to be the Vulture. Kitsy and the Vulture. I'll be the Vulture. Fuck it. Kitsy and the Vulture has a better ring to All right, it. Fine. Uh, you're listening to Kitsy and the Vulture on <laughs> Left of the Dial FM. Uh, we've got one more song. It is the last track on the record, and it is called The Vulture.
this one me too i love this one so much because i have so many things i want to say about the song i'm not sure which one i want to start with um i'm gonna start with the sequencing of this record in general because this is not the obvious song to put at the end of the record i I was i think just thinking that i love it as a closer but it's not intuitively that the the safe move would have been to put tarnish as the closer Mm -hmm. and this would have been i think a safe move for like a second track Mm -hmm. um to really like you know that one where you know a lot of times when you have a record, you'll have like the first track and the second track usually has a little bit more of a oomph to it to right. kind of like kick it up a notch. And then the third song is like usually again, like the best song, the single, the, 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 the um, you know, catchy, the catchiest one. Um, so this feels like more like sequentially, like it should be a second song, but I love it at the end because mm-hmm. it brings this like lift of energy to the end of the record where when it's over, you're kind of like, wait, was that it? I kind of want more. Yeah, and spin it back around. And I love that because that's um, that's kind of a thing Dave's been doing since the beginning. Um, like I think back to, to Keep Your Heart, the first Loved Ones full length, where the um, the last song closes with this little callback to the chorus of the first song that really makes you want to loop around and listen to the record again. And I, I just think it's really cool that he kind of gives you that little like, ear candy of like hey you should you should spin this whole thing again fall boy does that too yeah but on the most recent record in fact. but i'm not here to talk about fall boy i'm here to talk about dave motherfucking Haas. <laughs> pretty cool i do love that um i also love that, again listening to this in headphones for the first time i'm noticing some things i didn't notice before like um i can't say for sure this is what's happening but this is what it sounds like to me and if you told me to recreate what i'm hearing this is what i would do it sounds to me like um, there's that big, like percussive, strummy acoustic guitar in, in the verses, that. which is like way louder than it probably should be. Yeah, but I love that I think choice. It's so cool. It's again, it's a bold choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice I think most people make as the safe choice, but I love it. Um, because it's very jarring, um, but in a in a very pleasing way to me. And um, at, at first I thought it was just two guitars. Um, when we listened to it in the car, and then I thought. Maybe one of them's a twelve string, but I think what's actually happening, I it it could be a six string and a twelve string, but what I think might actually be happening is one of them's a six string, 
And one of them is a six string in Nashville tuning. Do you know what that is, Andrea? Yeah, obviously. But for our listeners who don't know. For listeners who don't know, of course. Well, Andrea, as you obviously know, obviously. Nashville tuning is when, well, you know how 12 string guitar is tuned, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly. But again, for our listeners who don't know. So 12 string guitar is really um, the first, the lower four strings in a 12 string guitar. Now, 12 string guitar is when you see sometimes somebody in a band playing that double stacked guitar with the two necks and it looks real cool. Uh, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, that is 12 strings. Sometimes. Right? Well, actually, sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. I hate what I, I thought I was doing a bit. And now we got a whole fucking thing about it. <laughs> a, a double neck guitar can be can be many things, but sometimes it is a six string neck and a 12 string neck. So you can switch between uh, the two sounds. Uh, so that actually does make sense. So that actually does make sense. Well, it makes some sense. I can but th- see but there, that, there's but, like but, utility but, but for it. But in your universe where the bit that you're doing, that would actually be an 18 string guitar. Right. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. But the the twelve string guitar typically how they're tuned is the the four lower strings, um, have well all the strings are doubled. So you really you really only functionally have six strings because right. it's a doubling of each string. But the four lower ones the double is an octave higher, oh. and then the two higher strings it's it's a unison, and it gets this really full rich sound. Um, but because twelve string guitars are, you know, not as as prominent, um. What a lot of people do will do to cheat that is they'll take a, a set of twelve string strings and put the high strings on a six string guitar, and then you'll just record the six string guitar normal <laughs> tuned, and then the other one in which called Nashville tuning, which is the higher tuning, and then when you mix them and together, it, it sounds like a twelve string guitar. But then you can do interesting things with it, like what I think is happening in this song is where you can pan the regular six string guitar to one side and the higher like you know, Nashville tuning guitar to the other side. So it sounds like you're kind of in the middle of the guitar and it's like wrapping yeah, around your head. That's cool. Which is what it sounds like is happening here to me. So um I think that's what they're doing. I wasn't there. I don't know. Dave Hawes, confirm or deny. It literally could just be a six string and a twelve string guitar playing together, but I, I kind of think it might be the Nashville tuning thing. Either way, very cool, very subtle, but very big impact. Yeah. And I love that. And if you're not a musician, my um evaluation is sound good i like it guitar sound good which is really at the end of the day it's kind of what you want yeah (laughs) it's kind of what you want is like if you can make the if you can make both the music nerd and just the music appreciator like both go holy shit that was really cool then you've done something really cool yeah yeah absolutely because there's you know there's plenty of ways to do something that's very technically interesting but is acoustically boring Mm -hmm. and um this is not that this is both Technically interesting and also very uh, acoustically interesting. Well. Hell yeah. Oh, that's the last one. That's the last one. I know. It feels like there should be another song. I want one more. Dave, Andrew, will you end the podcast, please? <laughs> no. I can't leave until you end it. Please. Oh, my God. I don't want to be stuck here forever. Yeah. So that was um, that was uh, Drive It Like It's Stolen, the new album from Dave Hawes, who- um, Out today. You did it again, Dave. You did it again. Yep. Dave doesn't miss. Nope. Uh, pick it up. And again, if you're in the Philly area, come out for Sing a Summer. Even if you're not, Philly's lovely this time of year. I'll say it. Yeah, um, it is. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a store to pick it up, if, again, if you're in Philly, if you're going to be in Maniunk, uh, I'm sure they'll be selling it at Sing Us Home, but also I think our friends over at Main Street Music and Maniunk have the record in stock. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure. Uh, Check it out. So go there. And tell them we said hi. Tell them we sent you. 
Uh, I will say um, one other little thing that came out today is uh, the Tisbury's, as a little surprise, released an EP of um, a bunch of their recent covers. So if you haven't heard the full version of our intro and outro music, uh, which is the Tisbury's covering Left of the Dial, obviously by their replacements. Recorded by yours truly. That's right. Um, I was there too. And Not so to was brag. Casey. Um, and featuring um, our friend Katie from the Lunar Year too. Who's also incredible. We're really uh, fan- another really fantastic band. Um and uh, if and you um, know what, I'll oh, say it. Fantastic person. Yeah, but listeners know that because she was just on the podcast literally last week. Oh, that's right. Um, and and if if you haven't seen the Lunar Years uh, Left the Dial studio session, go to leftthedial.fm and look that up because it's it's great. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I know we say this about everyone, but it really is truly one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, but so yes, yeah, so you can hear that replacements cover and a Wilco cover and a few other really cool ones at Tisbury's. Um. I, they're like really they're America's cover band like, <laughs> I mean I, like their their original music is also fantastic but they're just a band who's like really good and thoughtful about their covers when they do them I think yeah. and so go check that out too I'll link to that in our show notes this has been Left of the Dial I've been your host Andrea Kitsy has been my co-host thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week and if I don't see you Left to the dark